This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Hoss. Hello and welcome to the Drunken Comedian Podcast with this old timer, Mr. Matt Hoss. I'm your host and I will be uh, uh, interviewing a comedian whilst uh, over a drink. Well, that's that's the idea. However, most of the time, we, we don't always do that. But um, all this is, this, if you've never listened before, this is a podcast where I interview a comedian. And it's um, always someone I really admire, uh, I, I, so, someone whose work I'm really into. And this, this podcast is no exception, because today I interview Chloe Petz. And this was my first interview at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, I have just got back from there, and I am so glad to not be there. Uh, I had a lovely, lovely time in Edinburgh, but by God, I'm so happy just to sit in the nude all day. I don't know why I said that. I, I'm, I'm not nude at the time of recording this. I, um, <laughs> In fact, I put on a suit and tie just because I'm dead posh. Uh, no, but um, <laughs> you can tell I still have fringe brain because I'm just talking nonsense all the time. All my words just are, are they're a surprise even to me. So, um, <laughs> regardless, it's an absolute pleasure to uh, have Chloe in the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you to listen. And we talk about a range of different things from um, uh, brand new Ember Fringe names and show titles. Uh, we also talk about um, comedy at large and also talk about so what is the truth as well. It gets very deep. And just, this is, um, I'm pretty sure you would be able to guess this from the get-go. Although, you know, uh, I, I think uh, it's it's very apparent from the get-go. But for this podcast, we were both very hungover. Uh, I, we, we recorded early in the morning. And the, the night before, I had stayed out to 5am, which is very unheard of in the Matt Horse book. I, I rarely go out and... Uh, I actually went out with a friend called Josh, had a lovely time, didn't sleep much, and had a banging headache the next morning. But if anything, that is very much the demographic of this podcast. In fact, I think that's the drunkest I've ever been uh, <laughs> on this podcast. So you, you're able to... So where usually I like to parade myself on a some form of like hospitality and uh, warmth and kind of a general presentership however that uh, that is dwin- that dwindles in this podcast but i think <laughs> with the context is actually a bit funnier so uh and that i've had to edit out quite a lot but i've uh the, in the gap basically the bits i've had to edit out were just large gaps of me just going oh god i hate myself and i've left a couple in just for you guys but uh it's uh it's it's an, enjoy that uh but Beyond that, uh, Chloe is an absolute delight to chat to, and uh, I think this is a really fun, and it's a pleasure to put this out. This is Chloe Betts. Hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. And you can come for you on a bus or a train, because we're going to go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. I bet you're ready for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. You have to adjust your expectations when you come to the fringe, don't you? Because um, (laughs) they're different audiences and they can be really weird. And it's like, it's that thing of like, they're quiet, but... Mm-hmm. I think we think they're still enjoying it, yeah. and I think it's about just relaxing into it and not necessarily getting like the loudest reaction to know you're doing well. Yeah, and it's it's not necessarily about like doing. Um, if you're performing to six people, it might not sound like you're like, getting a massive laugh. But yeah, you gotta just do. You just I think you just instead of like kind of caving in and like falling back on the shitty material, you just gotta keep on plodding on with it. If you have so. Definitely. And my theory is uh, of the fringe is if you know if I if I can make it work for like six people uh, I can make it work for like sixty people if you know what I mean so I, you know I 
it's it's about kind of it's like boot camp if you know what I mean yeah so. yeah yeah definitely and it's like longevity and staying power isn't it like who, uh, can you get through the month <laughs> <laughs> that's literally a question I'm asking can I get through the month I'm not sure like it's day six and I might die maybe yeah. it's just a test like yeah <laughs> separate the wheat from the chaff if you oh, don't make it through to the end I would love it at the end of the fringe if you, everyone got a certificate to grade how well we're done <laughs> yeah. it's like oh well done Steve you did pretty good but you know you did do those racist jokes midway through the fringe so you know, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, okay. you, you lost it, mate. Halfway yeah. through, you absolutely lost it. Yeah, looking, to, we targeted an A grade, but you know, uh, you, you were PC, you were liberal. Uh, I think we can both say that I, I, I was slightly hungover this morning because I did have a couple of drinks last night, and as I say, I got quite a sexy voice today. So, um, would you describe it as sexy? Absolutely color? not. <laughs> Why not? I think it's the best voice. Uh, if any- what in in all of the voices in the world? Uh, yes, uh, like like Morgan Freeman voice. Or oh, that's not as sexy as Matt Hoss voice. Uh, oh God, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can we just we can start it now properly. But um, okay. well, welcome to the podcast, Chloe. How are you today? Yeah, good, good. Enjoying the fringe. I had my first, like, night of drinking last night, but I was still relatively tame comparatively Yeah. Um, to what I, I'm usually like, so I'm just really pious at the moment. Yeah, uh, so uh, is this your first working fringe for the whole run? No, so I've this will be my second fringe for the whole run. I did it for, like, a week and a half or two weeks last year, mm-hmm. and then the year before that I did the whole run. Okay, yeah, and what shows did you do at, at that time? So the first one two years ago was called Studs, yes. and it was a compilation yeah. with my mate Megan and Alice, and it was in that Chow Romain, Roma, Chow uh, Romain, yeah, yeah, because uh, it was in downstairs. It was a lovely little room, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a nice little room. It was like not bespoke for comedy, but <laughs> yeah, we had like a fun. A fun time, yeah, yeah, and also the food upstairs was so good, and you got such a good discount, and they treated you like, um, like a mafia member when you walked in. Um, it's, it's nice, just just because they're Italian and they make Italian food, they're obviously mafia. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, they could be. You don't know. They, they, they <laughs> you the don't pe- know why. They are the pizza mafia. It's like, hey, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put a uh, calzone in your bed, mate. So you're gonna wake up with uh, oh, tomato passata all over the sheets. I would love that. Oh my, not passata over the sheets. Yeah, but, but like, like, just you wake up and you're quite hungover. Imagine this morning we were a little bit hungover, just a bit tired, and you just wake up. Oh. It's a pizza ready, uh, nice and hot and ready, just for you to eat. I love yeah. it. Roll over, bam, calzone. Yeah. I'm eating it. <laughs> this could be a very, uh, very, you know, personal kind of deliver- like Deliveroo, but like to like, your bed. Yeah, to your bed. Wow. Before you even knew you needed it as well. Do, uh, do, all you need to do is just give your favourite local takeaway man a set of keys. <laughs> we we can make this happen quite yeah. easily. I mean. It is definitely right for like a lot of things going wrong. However, you know, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to take off very quickly. But I think if you can build some trust with your takeaway, yeah, man, you can't. You can't just build day one uh, keys. You know, what I mean, keys bed. No, it has to be like <laughs> some months of you know getting to know one another. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, you got to have a couple of pizzas beforehand. You Absolutely. Know. You know, is the, this the right guy for me? Yeah. But what's gone from a delivery service is now sounding like marriage, if you know what I mean. So maybe just get you know get someone to marry you, and then they can get you pizza. You know. Yeah, but in some ways, your relationship with the takeaway man is as important <laughs> as well for me. It is anyway. Yeah. I don't know about you. No, I think that's really important. <laughs> like, like, uh, look, uh, Sarah, you're you're amazing. However. You know, Steve's a delivery man's really something different. I love yeah. it. Uh, he, imagine your wedding. Really back. something different. Is that what? Is that what your criteria? <laughs> oh, I'm so, so tired. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just looking for something really different. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. That's essentially what I want. Uh, um, which is something a lot of girls have said to me. Oh, so Matt, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. Um, Notice I, how I didn't like go. I'm sure they have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like that is believable, but I'm sad. <laughs> Oh no! I'm sure uh, you're a lady killer. Is that uh, is that a good thing? I'm not sure. It does sound <laughs> like when you said that specifically to me, it does sound like I have murdered ladies. Which I want to clarify for the podcast. I haven't. You well, know. I'm glad you've clarified because yeah. I was worried. Yeah, <laughs> and I am sat here 
in yeah. your bedroom. Yeah, so for the podcast listeners, can you give a, 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 descript- a description of the room around you? Like, most people would have a podcast studio uh, or, you know, would be in a quite a famous place, uh, but Chloe Pets, where are you today? So, I'm in Matt Hoss's um, Edinburgh Fringe accommodation, uh-huh. which I have to say does look like a retirement home. Yeah, you know, yes, it does, actually. Is it? I, I think there are certainly people here who have retired, you yeah. know what I mean? But there's, there are some, like, um, younger people around as right. well, but, um, yeah, they're in the, the higher flats. All the, I bet you... Why have they put the old people in the higher flats? That's cruel. No, the, the, uh, all the people in the lower flats, but the oh, younger okay. people in the higher flats. So oh, okay. there's a sense of justice in the world, so... Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I bet you're very good with um, the older ladies. Um, but you're very charming. <laughs> okay, that's... that's, that's Let's double click on this. Uh, uh, well, well, why do you think that? Shall I finish describing the room first? I've got a few things going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a pin in that thing because uh, I'm, to be honest, I, not so much for the listeners of the podcast, but for Matt Hoss personally, <laughs> I'm very interested. So, yes, please. Cream walls, floral curtains, mm-hmm. um, conventional living room setup with <laughs> a bed just whacked in the middle. Yeah. And. Fringe style. Clothes strewn everywhere. Yeah, well, it's not everywhere. It's uh, it's it's more like contaminated in one area. But it, you are looking at the uh, uh, the blast site, so to speak. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, well, uh, charm the older ladies. Yeah, that's because uh, you know I I I very much uh, I I'm, I'm I'm into this conversation. So that's. Uh, I think your next Edinburgh show should be called Matt Hoss Milf Whisperer. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I trust. Uh with this sexy voice and the milf whisper. Yeah, I think that would work. Uh, yeah. You know, I, th- I do think yeah, you're not you're not wrong because I do think uh, I've had some expri- no, this is too creepy. Uh uh I'm not going that honest. Yeah, I think milf whisper is a pretty cool idea. I think uh yeah, I think uh, I think the older ladies will definitely love Matt Hoss. Like uh, like cuz I I think it's a mixture because I'm quite a nice guy and quite charming, but also not that intimidating as well. So uh, they can kind of, kind of do what they want, if you know what I mean. So uh, um, there was a piece of fluff in my, my oh, glass. I'm sorry. I, it's alright. It probably wasn't your fault. I probably you know, in like bars, they have like olives and martinis. A bit a, of fluff. A fluff in yeah, the water. Really yeah. nice. But anyway, we keep getting sidetracked. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, I have trademarked milf. Whisper as of now, so I renege on that offer and take it back. What? How dare um, you? Chloe? It's just too good a phrase not to take for myself. Yeah, fair. But why don't we do a two like a double act show where we both talk about our experience of milk whispering? Yeah, cool. Yeah, but when we say milk whispering, it sounds like a like horse whispering. Yeah, but they like, just go up to a milk in the field and go like. And just kind of get them to give them like a key, yeah. key sugar <laughs> sugar cube, or a yeah, or you know, like a like a condom or something like that, uh, uh, whatever you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I love that idea. It's um, uh, just it's, again, there's a lot of imagery there of like like a horse leading horse and stuff like that. So. I mean, I don't think it's the nicest or politest thing I've ever said. No, but you know, um, we've had to edit that out because you know you were really offensive. You were saying oh, some no. truly offensive. You, said, you know, I can't believe you said that word, you know. Stop uh, fake news in me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so um, at the Fringe, uh, you um, what is the show you're doing at the moment? I'm doing a, sh- a show called The Pleasance Comedy Reserve, uh, which I'm doing with three other people, Helen yeah. Bauer, Jack Gledo, Michael Odawali. It's a compilation stand-up show at the Pleasance Jack Dome at 9.30 every evening. Yes. And... Uh, Essentially, yeah, we got selected by um, the Pleasants to sort of put on this show that they put mm-hmm. on every year, which yeah. gives sort of up-and-coming comedians yeah. the opportunity to sort of do a full run at the Fringe yeah. in a really cool venue. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was such a, uh, an honour to see your name as well, because um, you've been working hard for the last couple of years, and... Um, um, unfortunately, we haven't seen each other for a while. This is the first time we've seen each other for ages, and uh, as soon as I saw you going to be at the fringe, I was like, "Oh, I would love to chat to you as well." So, uh, uh, so it's been quite a few years, and but I think you're one of those comedians that uh, it, when you first started, you did your first kind of couple of gigs at my uh, gig in Canterbury uh, in Toys in the Attic, uh, uh, which is now defunct. Uh, however, you it, it is, but I think you kind of outgrow gigs. Something, fair, yeah. Fair like, it was good at the time, but I, th- I think. 
open mic nights. Uh, I, I think I've evolved slightly beyond just that. And also, I live in North Yorkshire at the moment, so it's um, it would be quite quite long to travel. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, for that. Uh, but um, you, you, when you did that gig, uh, I think it was like your fourth gig or something like that. Uh, you were just like instantly just brilliant, if you know what I mean. And uh, since then, you kind of gone on and on. And you've grown as well. So it's such a, it's nice to see you've been like kind of picked for that thing because it's a special thing. And you're on with such amazing people like Jack Leto as yeah, well, who's yeah, yeah. Uh, um, really like doing a lot of um, like he's making great strides. So how do you feel when you're performing uh, in that? within great company as well because you've got really class class act show there and uh, uh, are you intimidated whatsoever or are you uh, uh, do you feel like you belong there and uh, is there any rising stars or are there other people who shouldn't be no (laughs) Shane I absolutely would not answer that question but um, how do you feel being in that show I mean I think I I feel like incredibly justify being there because yeah. I've worked hard and yes. yeah. I've earned it and like I think um we it's 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 weird isn't it because they are they're my friends. Yeah. It's like they're my friends and my colleagues kind of mm-hmm. thing. So you, you never think of them as anything other than you're equal yes, because yeah, they're yeah. your mates and, and you're doing all, this show together and you all came together on the same level not yeah. like um, uh, yeah, you didn't yeah it's um, it's not a solo project and you were handpicked by like a, an admin agent so you were all on the same page if you know what I mean so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and also like um, it's the nature of comedy like one of us will smash one night the other one will smash another mm-hmm. night and it, it's kind of like a, a leveller and we're all there for each other and mm-hmm. really supportive. And if it don't go so well for me, or if it don't go so well for Jack, then or the others, then we kind of are able to kind of just rally round and go. Yeah. Well, t- tomorrow night's your night. Where do you want to go on the running order? Yeah. What's going to make you feel oh, comfortable? So it is that flexible as well. So you can, like, uh, uh, yeah. Do you just change around? As yeah, we well? can do what we like with it, really. Yeah. yeah. And is one of you a compare or? Um... So we run it end to end. So. One after each other, introducing each other. At okay, the end of our gotcha. Sets. Yeah. But the person that goes on first will usually do a bit of MC yeah. to get the the so, room up. Uh, that's really cool. So it works uh, very sweetly. If you know what I mean. It's uh, it seems like a really tight knit operation. And uh, um, before you, um, uh, were you friends with these people before the show, or have you only just met them at the fringe, or? Um, um, some of them, like Jack, is like a, he's um, a northern lad as well. Northern uh, lad, yeah. I've done. A competition with him. Done a few competitions with him. So I met him at Leicester Square, New Comedian Final, yeah. and the Pleasance Reserve tryouts. Yeah. And so I knew him a little bit. Obviously, know he's a great chap. Michael Odawali, I've never met, but uh-huh. everyone that I spoke to and mentioned him to would have the same reaction. Was just like, oh my god, he is a nice chap. Oh, I love everyone. That. And Helen, Helen, and I are like very good friends from before because I guess like I feel like there's a really nice group of female comics sort of yeah. in our generation yes that are yeah. very tight knit and yeah it's nice to see that because well I think it is generational as well because um, um, there are like a I can see it with uh, other professional comedians as well where there's kind of that group of like tight knit uh, comedians of that like kind of like yeah. several, several years ago if you know what I mean and, and they yeah. And there's a WhatsApp group and everything, so uh, uh, yeah, it's it's um, a WhatsApp group. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think it's nice to see that. Um, yeah, it, it works as well because I think it's important to kind of have that um, that kind of um, community. If you Definitely. Know. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. And do you know what? Like this fringe has been so non-toxic, and mm. everyone is just like rooting for everyone and yeah. just if you need someone you know that there's someone you can call up and stuff like that so yeah. uh, it's, it's just been really really nice yeah uh, uh, and so, you know Chloe it's such a pleasure to hear that as well <laughs> you, uh, you, you know uh, when I first started uh, uh, when you first started uh, um, it, uh, you were one of my favourite new acts as well so it's great to hear you doing so amazingly thanks as well. mate um, so, um, I've got some uh, generic podcast questions. Are you oh, ready? yeah. 
Okay. I'm ready. Ready to rock. And is it quick fire? Uh, we can take as long as you want, you know. I well, will. <laughs> with, with, yeah. uh, what's your name? Well, back in... Uh, <laughs> it was a long summer in 93. <laughs> uh, so, describe your act in three words. Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, okay. Laddie. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to waste two words on good banter, but I don't. I take it back. Um, <laughs> banter brackets good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I have that? No. Uh, I think laddie, um, accessible. Okay. Yeah. And welcoming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Welcoming. That's. But he's accessible. Accessible means people can come in, but I think welcoming means that you can't be. You bring them, bring from, them in. Yeah, if you yeah. know what I mean. So accessible means that they can come to you, but uh, welcoming can bring... Like, you engage. There's an engagement there, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the bo- for the bonus fourth word, I'll put good banter as well. So, okay. uh, yeah. no, it's the, the bonus fourth yeah. word, which yeah. is actually two words. So. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, really, it's five words. But, like, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, talk about good banter, though. Are you... Um, I, uh, do you do a lot of comparing? Are you uh, do you like interact with the audience a lot with your set? Yeah, I do comparing all the time, and sometimes it's to uh, my detriment because I love doing it so much, and I think I'm quite good at it. Yes, oh my god, uh, same with me as well. Like, I, it's my main thing, and uh, people get weirded out when I do a normal set. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then it's also like I will fall back on that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing new material. Then oh, before the yeah, podcast, yeah. we were talking about like the plot and just getting through that new material. Yeah. If it's not going like amazingly, like my like tight ten or fifteen yeah. would. Sorry, that was a really arrogant way to put it. No, no. Like, no. If it's not going as well as my tight ten or fifteen, then um, I'll get spooked and just yeah. fall back on crowd work because I know that I can do that and hopefully get laughs. Yeah. From that. One hundred percent. Like I, I do that all the time where. Um, like the thing is like with crowd work like it's it, you you feel like you're pulling the rabbit out of the hat every single time because it's like oh I've just created this thing out of nothing yeah you know? yeah yeah uh, however and it's a good skill to have and I'm really glad I can do it well as well however within that same bracket when that does happen the, the new material thing where you uh, I, I'm trying to do something a bit different nowadays and I'll try it and like it'll just end up like I don't dig deep enough, if you know what I mean, so I'll just be like, I'll do the surface level, and people, they'll probably be interested, but they're not like, I didn't do a punchline yet, and they'll be like, well, it's probably shit, so then I'll just yeah. do it. Uh, but yeah. But I, I, recently, um, like, a couple of months before The Fringe, especially when I was previewing, like, shows and stuff, uh, and um, I've learned to kind of just, like, just dig my heels in, and just, uh, I've got a new policy at the moment, which I'm trying at the, this Fringe, it's a, uh, don't stop until you get a punchline, if you know what I mean. Uh, so you just keep on saying material until you get a good enough punchline. And then, uh, I mean, don't say the same words over and over, but like you just try and find it or take it deeper and, uh, uh, you know, try and get it to, to that next level, if you know what I mean. And, That's great. Uh, uh, it's like commonly excavating, if you know what I mean. Sometimes yeah. you might, like, only get cold, but you're trying to look for the gold as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think most of my ideas have something there, but we, you know, I, I think I... I add so much fluff, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. which I put in your drink. So, uh, <laughs> lovely fluffy drink. Yeah, that's <laughs> a weird callback, isn't it? So, <laughs> no, I loved it. Callbacks in conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Chloe, um, what is the worst gig you've ever done? Well, Toys in the Ad. <laughs> yeah, that uh, guy. Uh, the guy who runs that absolute piece of work. You know, I, I, heard, I heard he's literally a lady killer. So. I think he. I think he is the cause of the Me Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I mean, it's your uh, podcast. Edit it out if you want. But no, I'm too lazy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm not. I, I work hard, guys. Enjoy the podcast. You work hard, but it doesn't. No. <laughs> Do not finish that sentence. I will not. Uh, no. <laughs> so I, you are one of the nicest guys um, in comedy. Oh, that's really sweet of you. Yeah, that, that's uh, I, I, I feel like you kind of have to say that after the V two thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just to get it back. Just. I want to emphasize that <laughs> Matt Hoss is a good man. And I have not killed any ladies, okay? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, 
What was the question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have I killed it? No. Uh, uh, what's the worst gig you've ever done? Uh, oh, God. Okay. There's one in... Where's that place? I feel like it's somewhere in, like, Berkshire. Radlett. Is that in Berkshire? Um, I don't even know where Berkshire is, and I'm quite good for geography. But... <laughs> but obviously not. Berkshire... Maybe I mean Hertfordshire. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean, Hertfordshire. One of the posh counties. Yeah, okay, posh place, yeah. Um, And me and a bunch of mates, quite new to comedy still. Mm-hmm. We'd done the Soho Theatre Young Company together, which is how we sort of mm. all started in comedy, which is basically like a ten-week course where you get... Andrew Doyle taught it. Um, so this is how you start out in comedy. You started with a comedy course, right, which is yeah. yeah, and then started doing open mics and stuff. And how did you feel about doing that comedy course as well? How how, how did that? Um, uh, do, uh, do you like when people do comedy courses? Uh, and uh, do you reckon it helped you in a positive way? And I think comedy courses is do a good one. Make yeah. sure it's a good one. Yes, yeah. It's like highly rated, but I yeah I just think. Even if it's not a great one, what it does in terms of motivating you to write your first five minutes and do your first gig and kind of legitimise you and give you that confidence, mm-hmm. I think is it's a really great thing. Yes, 100%. Uh, particularly this SYC one, because it or Soho Young Company, because it was like, you know, accredited by the Soho Theatre, so mm-hmm. it's going to be good. And we got like really cool access to different comedians and, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So, but anyway, when we when we first started doing that, Maybe it was a, a little bit, maybe like a year or, or a year and a half in. Um, we went, a bunch of us went and did a gig in Radlett in like this town hall to a bunch of like... I, I'm not even sure how to to, descri- to describe it. Yeah. You know like middle, I... middle class people that vote Tory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I... I've done a gig in Hexham uh, like a couple of months ago, and it was that vibe. If you know what I mean, so like town council, like it feels like a town council meeting. You're in this town hall, very big rooms, and uh, uh, people are sat around tables all the way to the back, like yeah. a village hall, and they don't really want so much comedy, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it it was it was everyone was really struggling, so I sacked off material and just picked on this guy called John, who was like a bit of a a ringleader in <laughs> rowdiness and just fucking sorted him out like oh so you, you went for it oh I went for it I really went for it but it wasn't nice because like there was definitely homophobic oh, okay undertones to it and then my my mate Sam came on after who's like a very openly gay camp gay guy and he like I as we walked past each other, like mm-hmm. for, for me, me coming off stage and him about to go on to stage, uh-huh. we were just kind of like, I was like, "Good luck, mate." Like, I hope it goes well for you because I think in gigs like that, where it's like men see lesbians as non-threatening, mm-hmm. whereas like a bloke threatens their sexuality. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's certainly like lesbians are seen as like past. Like, sorry, it sounds horrible. No, but, but that is how. Uh, men get really shirty with gay men uh, well straight guys get shirty with gay men because uh, they assume, they assume that uh, the gay man wants to have sex with him but it's like oh, well you know I, like John I, you're really not all that mate yeah to be honest mate you know you, yeah, you've you've passed your prime unfortunately that's why you've you resorted to heckling at a comedy club in uh, Radley you know? <laughs> right and uh, yeah but Sam handled it amazing but it was just that like that walk up there is like, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, you know, like, I've done those gigs before where you're like, this isn't going to end well, but <laughs> you have to do it regardless. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Sa- Sam smashed it though, and he ended it, ended his set of like, well guys, I've got to go, I'm going to go and blow John. And yeah. it was just, yeah. Uh, yeah. it was perfect. But yeah, but the worst gig I've done in terms of, like it, it being a shit gig. Yeah. Well, 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 however you want to define it. Probably my second gig. It was at the Water Poet in Shoreditch. <laughs> yeah. And it was downstairs, and I basically like come from the high of doing my first gig, which, like, 
I think sometimes with your first gig it goes deceptively well. Yeah, because everyone knows it's your first time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and people, uh, especially if it was like with the uh, your friends in the young company, um, people are there to support you. Yeah. Uh, however, if people are there to uh, sit down and enjoy your comedy, uh, it's a certain different vibe. You know what I mean? Or yeah. And then this one, it was like walked in. It was all other comedians, mm-hmm. and then I was dog shit. I was so bad, and uh, I just like cried after because oh, just because yeah. like you get that it's just, it's such a high and low, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then you're like, oh shit, I've got so far to go. Yeah, I, I remember my second gig is that um, I did uh, like a basically my my home spot, and all my friends were there. It was packed house, and I just I um, it's, the, my first gig was quite bad, but like yeah. uh, I thought it was fine, but it was quite bad, but. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but my second gig was an absolute barnstorm. It was like just like I was supposed to do ten minutes, but it was like I ended up doing fifteen minutes of just absolute storming material. And it's just I I think comedy for me personally is just me being me trying to chase that high for the last uh, you know like four years. You're you know like a I mean? heroin addict. It, yes, a heroin addict uh, uh, has lost more than just my TV. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Uh, but the third gig, I had such an ego after the second really? gig. Really? It was like a month in between, and I was like, guys, I've essentially conquered comedy. <laughs> I've completed it. Yeah, I've absolutely smashed it. And, uh, yeah, I listened back and back over to my tape, just thinking I was a genius. Yeah. yeah. But the third gig I did, in all fairness, it was... Uh, it was so, it was in a bar where people aren't there for the comedy. Uh, I was the only comedian on. There was uh, musicians... Uh, uh, it was like a, a charity event run by uh, rag students, uh, but uh, they didn't really give a shit about comedy. They just wanted to meet in the room, so to speak. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they they were. It was a horrible room, and basically no one was into it. So I started doing comedy and uh, got no response for the jokes, and then I doubled down and just said some uh, not horrific things, not like Frankie Boyle as far as shocking, but just said things which just gross and just. It wasn't planned or anything like that. It's just a nightmare, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So having that height and fall, there's such yeah. a grounding realisation, if you know what I mean. I, but it's good to happen, isn't it? Because it makes you go like, oh, damn, I've got so much work to do. And like, you know, now like, I'll constantly have like, tough gigs. Yeah. And be disappointed in myself. And it just makes you like, think like, oh, how can I work out the pieces to this puzzle and yeah. get better. And I think I think that's what drives us, isn't it? It's like, how can I get better at this thing that I really love? Yeah, and I think, as as we joked earlier, like, comedy, you can't really complete it. It's just, um, you always do less bad every single time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you'll do more bad, but yeah. then that would make you do more less bad. Like Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the parameter, the, the more, the better you do... Um, it does shift the goalposts a little bit, so um, every t- uh, the better you get, um, also it bring it brings up the the lowest a gig can go. If you know what I mean, like uh, yeah, um, instead of it being an absolute train wreck, it might be a slight train wreck. If you know what I mean, like it, the parameters of getting it out of uh, your worst of a gig gets higher and higher. Yeah, and I think I, th- I think like in your first ten gigs, you can play to silence, and then in your like. Wait, first Nine. 10 gig like, I'm still doing that today yeah. <laughs> no but then in your 900th yeah. gig you, you could play to silence yeah but it's about how you handle it so yeah. now if I'm playing to silence I'll carry on like A I meant to it to be mm-hmm. to silence that was yeah. what I always intended mm-hmm. and B like I'm smashing it yeah. whereas in my 10th gig I would have crumbled yeah yeah probably uh, just like ran off safe yeah because uh, I think that's that is kind of key to those gigs just because the thing is, if you just keep on going, uh, and just assuming you're having a good time, uh, and you don't really draw attention to it, uh, you can just—they'll come round if you know what I mean. Uh, if they, sometimes they won't, but sometimes you can get them to come round if you know what yeah. I mean. So, yeah, yeah. But I guess that's something we're all learning. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so this is uh, some—I don't really ask people, but uh, <laughs> um, what? What? Uh, where was the last gig you died at? Oh mate, that's a. You don't obviously you don't have to answer no, that. No, no, no. Um, 
I should have bought my diary. <laughs> like, what do you mean by diary? Because, like, there's gigs where you, you're you just like, well, that wasn't great. But do you mean just, like, stone cold Yeah, silence? but do stone cold silence. Sorry. Oh, no, because it's going to be really bad when I'm like, I can't remember. Um, I'm just so I'm just so amazing that I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I just uh, it's never happened here. No, 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 it definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was one quite recently, and I just came off stage and was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, how are you interesting? Put that in the back of the mind. Yeah. I'll ask you something else. Okay. What is the biggest difference between your on-stage self and your off-stage self? And, or, uh, alternatively, uh, what, uh, what are any similarities you might find between those two as well? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's staying in, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that was even, like, I tried to stop it, but it was like, nah, that's coming out, so... <laughs> oh, this is, a, this is a delightful podcast. <laughs> She's fluffing the... In the water. Slightly hungover. A few burps. Killed some ladies. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I think I think there's a lot of similarities between my off-stage self and my on-stage self. Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm more like, like, unashamedly confident and in control on yeah. stage. Yeah. In that, like, yeah, I think I, it toes a line between like being both really scathing but also like mm-hmm. in my crowd work I'm talking about like being quite scathing of people but also like their friend as well yeah so it's I think uh, when you say scathing I don't think you I think that's point two because I think when you're when you're yourself on stage I think you're quite a warm person you yeah kind of, uh, good so banter yeah yeah so like <laughs> you, they, you treat them as like a friend like oh dickhead uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 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 that's exactly it yeah I yeah, that's a much better description. Um, and I think, like, on stage, you know, you've got something to hide behind. You can mm. you can be a bit more, like, big with it. Whereas off stage, I would say, like, I'm... I don't, I don't know how... Like, I, don't, I think I am nice on stage, so I don't want to say nicer. Yeah. But it's just not... It's just like a... Like a... On stage, it's like a constant concentrated version and then off stage it's it's more yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it actually because Mm. like uh i think when i'm on stage it's the most it's the most uh it's the version of myself i identify with the most if you know what i mean but uh, i think that's the true matt horse in terms of like uh (laughs) who uh, is the true (laughs) something i've been uh the show i've written that this year which i'm not performing at edinburgh but like it's uh it's about just like who who am i like i like and because uh, I'm a very different person to who I was ten years ago, if you know yeah. I mean. so I'm trying to figure out that. Um, but yeah, and I think it's a it's a hard one trying to decipher as well. But uh, uh, yeah, I think when I'm off stage, it's like I'm far more chilled out and just. Uh, but when I'm on stage, it's very in, not intense, a, a bit intense, but like uh, intentionally so, if you know. What I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, Okay, here's a question I can't remember writing, but I'm going to read it out. Why well, can't you remember what you pissed? Uh, no, no, in all fairness, uh, just, I just wrote a while ago. A while ago. Um, uh, so, three men and a baby scenario. If you had to raise a child with two other comedians, <laughs> uh, who would you pick? <laughs> who would be the funniest? Who would be the actual parent who would earn uh, the most money for the child? Oh my god, that is such a good question. <laughs> Thank you, drunk Matt House. <laughs> Who do I... Right. Read me the question again, please. <clears throat> One sec. Uh, so it's a, it's a multi-layered question. Uh, yeah. Three men and a baby scenario. If you had to raise a child with two other comedians, who would you pick? Who would be the funniest? Who would be the actual parent? And who would earn the most money for the child? I think... I think Catherine Bohart and Sarah Keyworth. They're actually yeah, that's really good. Uh, although slightly yeah yeah, I, um, Catherine would be the proper parent. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Sarah, bring us home the most money. Yeah. Okay. Which leaves me being the funniest. <laughs> Obviously, that, that goes without saying, Chloe. No, yeah. I think I think uh, Catherine and I will like raise a child. 
<laughs> and like Ray Sarah like our child as well. Yeah. <laughs> like she is a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's cool. Like uh, that's really sweet actually. So are you good friends with both of those two? I am good friends with them. I think we could we could make a three-way parenthood kind of work. Yeah, I think that's nice. Yeah, I think it's very um that that's a very sweet answer. I like that. And uh to kind of go uh slightly off topic. Um when you have been on stage, what's the most mundane thing you've ever thought about? <laughs> um, what's yours? So the reason I wrote this question, uh, uh-huh. basically, uh, if I've got, if it's a bit of a shitty gig and uh, I got a, if it's a late night home, I'll be thinking, oh, what roads am I going to take on the way home? I've got to put, yeah. put it, oh, there's a, there's a diversion on the A1, so I'm going to have to go into the, uh, on the A19 for a bit, stuff like that. So yeah, there's stuff like that, kind of just thinking about, Alan, very Alan Parchy, uh thinking, uh, 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 about roads. Uh, recently, as well, like uh, there was um, there's a, the people left their bags on chairs, like little handbags and stuff like that. And in my head, I didn't say this out loud. I was like, "Oh, the bed, bed, keep an eye on them." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I'm very Alan Partridge in my head, but uh... I I tend to just be thinking about remembering the material, but that maybe that's mundane in and of itself. No, it's just a. Uh... It's um, uh, I, I think that's fair enough. Um, we got uh, a little. I haven't got too much time left. Um, I'm gonna ask you a very deep philosophical question. Uh, I'm ready. And I want you just to give a really quick answer to it. Okay. 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 <coughs> um, what is the truth? The truth. Yes. Is that it? Yeah, well, that, that's it. <laughs> I, I found these all on the website. And, and the, website? I don't know, some weird, like, like a mock feed article. I thought, oh, it'd be quite funny if we get deep philosophical questions. But it's a, it's a bit I tried in the the, uh, the Cal Halbert episode, and it just didn't really work. Okay, uh, but the, the truth is... Oh. No, okay, so I've got some theories. I think there are, like... There are things that are subjective and then there are things that are universally true. Yeah. And I think like, well, maybe this is just justifying to myself that I'm right all the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> are you saying you're universally <laughs> true all the no, time? No, but I just think like, uh, you know, there, there are some things that, that you can't debate. So like, there are some issues... Oh, mate, I'm going to get deep, sorry. No, 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 but it's a deep philosophical question. So. There's some issues like around religion, yeah. which you could kind of, you could kind of go... Oh, you know, I I think this thing, but I respect that you think this thing. Mm-hmm. Let's have like a healthy debate about that. Obviously, it never goes that way. But then there are some things that are just objectively true that you can't debate. For example, like homosexuality is okay. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I just don't think that's up for debate. I think that that's just a statement. It's like it's like uh, it's like floor zero. You know, it's 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 a, it's normal. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and if like if someone wants to debate that with me, then I'm just going to be like, I'm really sorry, I'm right mm-hmm. on this one. Well, I, yeah. And I that mean, is the yeah. truth. I uh, When you first said that, I thought it meant like, uh, no, my, like, I thought you were going to say, I'm like the greatest comedian ever, that's my... <laughs> yeah, my, that's... You, you make a, 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 an actual point, yeah. Um, <laughs> although there are people who would disagree with that, which, who are idiots. Yeah, so. but then the, there's the universal truth that they're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Well... I, I don't want to get too moral. Uh, I, I don't want to get my high horse or whatever, but, like, uh, I, yeah, I think morality is weird like that because um, I think you're correct. I think that is... Uh, it's weird how we kind of were led to believe that it's not okay, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, uh, It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, when, like, in the purest form, it's just, like, two people, like, loving each other and, uh, uh, and that's it. But, like, uh, with... Um, Throughout years and history of like kind of oppression, we we believe that it's a, people would believe it's immoral. If you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, even yeah. though it's just it's, it's nothing. If you know, what I mean, it's just the basic human functions. If mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, and I find that fascinating how we are, like morality is very geographical as well. It's like, uh, for example, um, killing whales in western uh, in the west is very is awful you would think that's a tragedy however in japan it's part of the culture and it's not it's, it, it, as in, like a uh like in the yulin dog festival in uh china uh it's um uh it's like that's part of their culture and yeah. uh and but uh, people would be uh, uh it's, it's a very deep question no uh, no uh, so, uh, so then those are like the more sort of like yeah. 
subjective truths, whereas yeah. like the but like you know, no one should be judged on the yeah. color of their skin, no one yeah. should be judged on their sexuality. I think those are like yes. universal uh, truths. Yeah, but I think it's like universal respect. I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's let's go for a silly question now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the first album you ever bought? Oh, mate, that is a good question. First album I ever bought. I can't remember, but it would have been... I had a massive CD collection as a kid, a huge one. Uh-huh. And I still got it at home and I can't bear to get rid of it. But I think it's probably Steps. Ah, brilliant. That's a good one. Uh, are, are you still a Steps fan? Um, do you know what? No. Oh, no, that's a lie. <laughs> that, that, that latest tune, uh, Scared of the Dark, is an absolute banger. I, I am so out of touch with uh... Mate. Whack it on, have a little dance. It is a banger. Uh, we got um, we gotta uh, uh, head off soon, but we, before we go, we gotta do two things. Okay. okay. Firstly, uh, it's kind of like a, a drunken comedian podcast thing. Every comedian, we have to do a live signing of a like. I want I want to hear your autograph. Okay. okay? Uh, it's, you gotta hear your signature. Okay. So get close to the microphone. I want you to write down as loud as possible. Give it like the money shot. I want because it's always fascinating people's signatures. Is this whole page mine? Yes. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my official signature, which goes on official documents, yeah. and then I'm going to do my showbiz signature. See, that is really interesting, and so it's a really good question. All right, here we go. That's the first one. That's, uh, that's the official one. Oh my god, the second one? That's like a Disney characters, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Wow. Uh, I watched an episode of... Um, Smart when I was younger, and they were do they were showing people how to do like a cool signature, like how to make your signature cool. So I've had that since about the age of seven. Wow, that's re- yeah. When you said the showbiz one, I assumed like you were like, yeah, I've got a lot of people asking for my autograph. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> just from Smart, just yeah. in case I get famous. So you, <laughs> what I love is that like since you're seven years old, you had this moment to prepare, and you've nailed it. You've done really good. And maybe know? that's like the only reason why I want any sort of notoriety or fame is just so I can use that autograph. <laughs> it's nice you say notoriety, so you're infamous, you're, like, you're, you're, uh, you're kind of widely regarded as a, uh, an awful uh, person, like a, you're the leader of a drug cartel or uh, a pizza takeaway service that gets into your bedroom. Uh, hey guys, who uh, wants an autograph? Uh, yeah, but imagine <laughs> you just do this cute little smart autograph. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll finish with this, but... Um, uh, firstly, where can people um, follow you on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and stuff like that? At Chloe Pets on Twitter, and Pets is spelled P-E-T-T-S, but obviously that would be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it at the moment, just follow me on Twitter. And uh, so we'll finish with this. Um, has comedy improved your life or has it made it worse? Both at the same time, but it's improved it immeasurably. Yeah. How has it made it worse? Uh, it's stressful. Yeah. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I love it with all my heart and I could not imagine being doing anything else. And that's a perfect way to finish. Thank you very much, Chloe. Thanks, man. That was Chloe Pets, And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was... uh... (laughs) In fact, I think it's the only person I could really interview whilst at that level of uh, hangover. So I appreciate Chloe for um, uh, helping out and being a, a lovely friend at the time. And still off. Uh, I actually bumped into Chloe quite a lot during the Fringe. And every time I saw her, it was absolute delight. Um, so you do check her out. And uh, I believe she works a lot in London. So if you're around in that area, uh, do check out her work. If not, follow up. Follow her online and, you know, uh, support her as much as possible. Uh, so that's pretty much it. I am, um, I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, Ember Fringe podcasts. We have some really, really amazing guests. And honestly, uh, there's one interview in particular where it's one of the most stunning, uh, fascinating and just uh, so emotionally de- deep as well so um and on top of that we have some really really silly ones as well there's uh one i don't think i can release because it's very loud in the background but you know what i might just put out anyway you know who <laughs> who listens to this podcast and thinks oh yeah i really want more quality control no no that's that's not what you you're signing up for here yeah. 
Oh, God. You know how in the start I said I edited out there, I hate myself, but I'm going to give you one. Oh, yeah. I hate myself. I don't actually, but, it, you know, it's just... I'm, I just want to sleep for a week, but some people demand podcasts. So, if anything, I'm going to blame you. No. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening. Why don't you give us five stars on iTunes and give us a follow at DrunkComPod. You can also follow me personally at Comedy. See all my funny tweets. Favourite them, then retweet them. Then send me a message to say how lovely I am. You can do all of that. And... On top of that, why don't you check out my other podcast, Myths at Myths Podcast. And that is one of my favourite things I ev- I've done ever. And I do it with my friend Dan. We talk about Asian Greek myths. And it's uh, a very, very silly, very fun podcast. And I'm not hungover during it, during most of the episodes anyway. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can kind of combine both of the Myths uh, and the Drunken Comedian podcast for one night only. So maybe, maybe we can do something like that. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Do check out the podcast. If you haven't listened to the others, why don't you check those out as well? We have some amazing guests. And and why don't you subscribe? Because we have some amazing guests in the future. I'm honestly so proud of the, the our lineup in the future. I'm going to hold my cards to my chest, but I honestly uh, I think you're going to be pretty impressed. We have a wealth of talent, and uh, I look forward to sharing it with you more. Anyway, this has been the Chloe Pets episode, and I'll catch you very soon. Bye, everyone. Podcast. Uh, 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 I believe they're slightly dating. Uh, they're, they're dating. Slightly dating. Sorry, I'm so hungover. <laughs> They've been in a relationship. For I, I don't know any. Uh, I don't have three years. <laughs> I haven't seen them for a long time. Um, yeah. So te- and technically, I'm right. They are. They are slightly dating. They are slightly dating. <laughs> By the fact that they're in a full blown relationship. <laughs> uh, okay. So.